sounds like Europe. Cross-border podcasting. Hello and welcome to Sounds Like Europe, cross-border podcasting, a project brought to you by Waypod. I am your host, Javi Caminero, and on the first episode of Sounds Like Europe, I told you the radio was always on at home when I grew up. I remember listening to music, to the news, to, to football matches, and that's what made me want to be a journalist. Now that I listen to podcasts on a daily basis and I work producing them, I'm starting to realize how amazing it would have been to, to have podcasts around when I was a child. Podcasts can be a very useful tool to learn new things. They can also be funny, engaging or exciting. Podcasts can talk to kids about things they know or introduce them to a wide range of new topics. According to the Kids Podcast Listener Report, conducted by Kids Listen and Edison Research, kids are engaged listeners. 25% of kid monthly podcast listeners from 6 to 12 years old listen to podcasts nearly every day. And 94% of kids in that same age group who listen to a podcast in the last month say that they learn new things from podcasts. So to understand how a good podcast can impact a kid's mind, I'm joined by Dan Simpson, host of one of the UK's biggest kids and family podcasts, Fun Kids Science Weekly. Hello, Dan. Javi, thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to chat to you. Thank you. Uh, apart from hosting Fun Kids Science Weekly, you are also the presenter for the afternoon show on Fun Kids, which is the, the UK's children's radio station. Tell me, what's your story and, and how did you end up working in, in podcasting and in Fun Kids? So I do quite a lot of different things across radio and podcasting. When I was growing up, uh, much like you, I, I learned so much from the radio, as you say, it was always on listening to speech or music or the football. So I really wanted to go into that when I got older. And at the time, I was working for a, uh, a theme park over here in the UK, Legoland. And so I was always around kids doing that. So I kind of put two and two together, really. I did a lot of radio at university, left there, joined Fun Kids, as you say. It's the, the, the UK's children's radio station, gets uh, almost a million listeners and families listening every week around the world. And uh, as well as that, I do podcasts for them, the Fun Kids Science Weekly, as you said. Um, also, I host uh, another podcast, which is more for adults. It's called Writer's Routine, where I talk to authors. And I present for the BBC as well uh, on local radio all, all around the UK. So it, it's busy, busy, just trying to do as much as I can and, and be interested and be interesting in radio and in, and in podcasts and anywhere that will take me, really, Javi. And tell me about Funky Science, Science Weekly. Uh, what's that podcast about and how do you approach these scientific topics when you know that your audience is formed mainly by, by children? So for the Fun Kids Science Weekly, every week, I, uh, I chat to a, an expert to try and decide which is the best type of science. Is it biology? Is it physics? In an episode that, that's out by the time you listen to this, it, we're talking to a soil scientist. Also, we answer kids' questions. 
Um, we discuss the science that has been in the news that week, so big changes, and we do something called Dangerous Dan as well, where we look at some of the more deadly and mean things around the universe. And, well, I do this because I always remember when I was young being very interested, being very curious about the world around me, and kids are always asking why, but maybe they don't know how to get the answers to that. Sometimes schools don't know how to approach general science and making it very engaging, so that's what we look to do on the show. And I think that the way I approach it is I'm halfway between an expert and your your friend as a listener and we're we're discovering this together so i don't know everything but i'm pretty good at chatting to experts and asking questions so hopefully we can go on this adventure and we can explore and try and find the answers together so that's really how i approach trying to engage a, a 10 year old i guess in, in science and your your audience these 10 year olds as you say they actively participate on the podcast right you just mentioned they they send you some some of their their questions yeah exactly and age wise it's an interesting point i i find that a lot of adults who try and talk to kids and try and entertain them do it quite badly because they uh they pitch too young So if an adult is trying to talk to an eight-year-old, they might end up actually talking at a level of a, a six-year-old. And an eight-year-old is smart enough to, to, to find that out and know that you're being pretty childish. And, and as a kid, they're always wanting to be older than they are, right? So I'm trying to be their almost their cool older brother. So I try and pitch everything at a 10-year-old and I figure that covers all bases because if you're kind of seven through eight, you're you're really trying to be older than you are. Yeah, we, we get a, a lot of kids sending in questions, sending in their thoughts, <laughs> their opinions on the show. We do that by uh, reviews over on Apple. They can also send in voice messages um, to the Fun Kids website. And, and we've done live shows, you know, I've sold out theatres in London doing this podcast live with guests talking about all sorts with you know 400 kids who have come from all over the country to see the podcast live so they are absolutely engaged and involved and it's always amazing to see yeah, having the, the audience uh, getting them involved especially when they're kids I think that that can be very, very fruitful. And parents play a key role in this context because they have to more or less decide which podcast their son or their daughter should listen to. So uh, how do you do it and what do you think a podcast needs to have to convince both parents and children at the same time? I think the name's very important. So the name of our show is The Fun Kids Science Weekly. It says exactly what it is, right? It's a, it's a fun podcast for kids It's talking about science and we'll do it every week. So that's very helpful if a, 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 an adult is uh, maybe searching through the podcast feed with their kid and they see, oh, this is good. It's got science. It'll be fun. It, it's family friendly and it will entertain and it'll educate you. So that's the immediate way to just get people on side is to really spell out, here's what we're doing. And I think through the show in the content that you do, you, you know, we need we need to It's a really fine balance, actually, Javi, because we need to be fun and entertaining for kids and we need to be cheeky. As I say, I need to be their older brother, but also you can't alienate the parents and we can't 
We can't do anything that they're not going to like. But at the same time, we can be cheeky and I can do a nod and a wink to the parents just to keep them entertained, right? Because if if someone is listening to the podcast, maybe in the car on a long journey and the parent has put it on, they might listen to us once, but if they find it really awful and boring and a bit childish, then they might not put it on a second time when they're in the car. It's, it is very tricky though, Javi. Just for, for our audience to, to know how how an episode of your podcast feels like, let's listen to another clip from one of your last episodes. It's the Fun Kids Science Weekly, and Japan have joined the space race. Landed a craft on the moon. It didn't go exactly as planned, though. Let's find out more with Dara Patel from the National Space Centre in Leicester. Thank you for coming back. How long has this been in the works? So missions to space, we might think, you know, only start at launch, and then, you know, we go with the mission to wherever destination they're heading for. But actually... So here you're, you're talking to an expert about how Japan is trying to, to go to, to space. This is quite a, a difficult topic to, to talk to kids. So how do you manage to, to be at the same time entertaining and educational? I think the topic is pretty entertaining in itself. Japan tried to land a craft on the moon, but it landed quite badly. So they had to pretty much wait for the sun to come around at a very precise angle so it could power up the solar panels, right? That is interesting. That's fun, whatever age you are. I think it's really important that we got to that quickly. I listen to so many podcasts, particularly so many shows aimed at kids, and they take a long time explaining everything. They take so long on an introduction to really get to the meat of the story. And I think it doesn't matter who you're aiming at. If you can cut down an intro... If you can just get to the the interesting bit straight away, your 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 audience are going to be much more thankful that you've not wasted their time and they're going to stick around. Now, talking about how to how I make it engaging, well, I think a lot of that is just by being interested. I'm tr you're right; it's a big concept for a lot of kids to understand. But then again, space is fascinating. They understand what rockets are. They understand that you can land on the moon and it's quite dangerous and everything might go wrong. So just by being interested, being engaging, asking questions, I, I think I'm, I, I'm, I'm being enthusiastic enough that a lot of kids will come along with me for the ride. And also, you remember when you were young, you didn't really understand everything, did you? But you're perfectly willing to ask questions of something that you don't really understand. So you're like, mum, what was he talking about there? What, what does that word mean? What's that idea? So I'm perfectly okay. Not not all the time, but every now and then, uh, leaving up to a kid to decide uh, whether they want to find out more about that and ask the questions and make themselves smarter. And, and I think I think kids particularly are more than clever enough to be able to do that. I think we, 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 we don't give them enough credit for how smart they really are. Yeah, and I believe, I believe as long as you, you show you are, you are excited about talking about any of, of these topics, this is a, an emotion that can, can mirror, that can reflect very easily, especially in kids, because they, they might say, okay, I'm listening to, to Dan Simpson. He's very excited talking about space. Why wouldn't I get excited then? No. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I'm very keen that we 
emphasize in young people that it is fine to be passionate about something that it is fine to be excited about something because I'm perfectly aware that when they get to being a teenager right in a few years time the coolest thing to do is to be completely uninterested and to have no passions you know the the, the worst thing you can do when you're at school is to stand out of the crowd by being excited and interested in something and I don't like that at all so hopefully by enthusing that you can be passionate about something when you're young hopefully that stays with them as they get older and they don't turn into too much of a grumbly teenager and what other podcasts for for kids would you recommend maybe podcasts you you are familiar with because they are kind of an inspiration for you or or that you believe uh, can be helpful for for parents to show their their kids uh, their first podcast do you have any any recommendations here Of course. So there's a podcast that's quite like my own, the Fun Kids Science Weekly. It's called Everything Under the Sun. It's by uh, someone called Molly Oldfield. This is Everything Under the Sun. Now, there's a big TV show in the UK called QI. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but they they talk about facts and strange things. And it's all about learning and being curious. And it is massive. Now, Molly Oldfield works on that show as a researcher, looking up all the facts. She helps make the show. And she does a podcast, as I say, called Everything Under the Sun, which just simply answers kids' questions. So they'll ask her, you know, ridiculous questions about how long would it take me to travel for the sun and get back in time? And she'll answer that question. So that's brilliant. Uh, also, uh, I'll mention a few podcasts in the fun kids stable because it would be silly for me not to and I think they're all fantastic there's one called bookworms uh, fun kids bookworms which is um, all about books and stories and you hear from writers and authors and you get brilliant book reviews and there's another one called story quest where we take kids ideas for stories and we write them and then we we read them as like an audiobook podcast so i think there are three recommendations that you can carry on with everything under the sun bookworms and story quest when i was researching and, and preparing for this interview i had also a, a quick trip to <laughs> to the, to the internet looking for this this podcast for for kids and i would like to throw a, a couple of recommendations as well The first one is Greeking Out, which is a podcast by, uh, by National Geographic about Greek history, Greek ancient history, which is very interesting for, for kids. I, I, I know that if I had had this podcast around when I was five, six, eight years old, I would have listened to it like every week. And also Bad Why by the NPR, which is uh, like Bad Why is the, the main question kids uh, at a certain age uh, can, can ask to their parents. Yeah, I've never heard of Greeking Out, but I am familiar with But Why uh, from uh, yeah NPR over in the States. And yeah, it's it's another fantastic... Because what an idea, right? It's it's And that's kind of what we're looking to do is kids are always asking why, but why, but why? So it's, it's good to, find, to answer them. Yeah, let, let, let's try and, and explain, to, explain to them whatever they, they're trying to know. And before we finish this episode, Dan, I would like to ask you three questions about the podcast industry in your country. These are three questions I... I asked to, to every, every guest here in Sounds Like Europe. Let's start with the first one. What's the most important podcast in, in the UK, in your country right now? The most important podcast? Um, I think it's probably a show called The Rest is Politics. So uh, a, a, a production company called Goalhanger 
which is made actually by football legend Gary Lineker. It's his company. Gary Lineker, you know, played all over the world, played for Everton, played for Spurs, played for Barcelona. Uh, he has a production company and they've really made a huge impact in the podcast industry over the last few years. They've got shows called The Rest is Football, The Rest is Entertainment, The Rest is Politics, where they, it's a very simple idea. They take two experts in the field, they plonk them in a room, and they release so many podcasts. Um, Goal Hanger will admit this themselves. It's, um, you know, fairly cheap to make, and they just churn out the shows. And these podcasts do incredible numbers. And I think The Rest is Politics is important. It's, pre- it's presented by... Uh, an old uh, part of the Labour government called Alistair Campbell and a, a someone who's a conservative called Rory Stewart. So it's two opposite ends of the um, well, the political kind of spectrum at the moment. Uh, but they just discussed what's going on. They discussed big ideas. And I think in 2024, where here in the UK, we are due to have a general election and uh, the, you know, the American presidential election is happening soon. I think having a podcast that deals in politics where people can disagree friendly and they can they're not arguing they're not bickering they're just talking about big ideas i think that is the most important thing um that we can really have in the podcast space right now and when's your favorite moment to to listen to podcasts when is my favorite moment i listen to podcasts all the time really i've just come back from a, a long run and i listen to podcasts there i actually listened to a wrestling podcast when i was running i listened to i'm, I'm a very messy person have you all right so every, my new year's resolution has been to, to to clean for 45 minutes every day and the way that I, i i got myself to do this was by listening to a podcast because there are so many podcasts that i want to listen to and there's not enough hours in the day so i thought right if i give myself this time I can clean at the same time. So I listen then as well. Uh, I also listen when I go to bed. So there are a few in my podcast feed that I will stick on and fall asleep to. Yeah, there's uh, listening to podcasts to to help me clean my, my house. I can I can tell I'm familiar with that with that idea. <laughs> so far, I'm keeping up with it. And to just to, to close this, this interview, uh, what's something that makes you stop everything and go listen to a podcast? What's something? Um, so I'm a radio geek and I... Um, so I, I love... So the, the, the very start of podcasting, right, in the in the mid-noughties, the, the ones that really got me hooked were uh, radio shows that were podcasts. So you would listen to the best of the radio on Breakfast Show, for instance. And there is... There is an, an old radio duo, they're comedians from Australia, they're called Hamish and Andy, and they, they were huge on Australian radio. I mean, you know, paid incredibly well, and now they do telly stuff, but every week they make their own podcast, and uh, when that comes out, once every, I think it's every Thursday in the UK, I mean, they're on a break at the moment, uh, they're back in a few weeks, uh, every Thursday when Hamish and Andy comes out, Yeah, I, 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 I will drop everything and I will listen to that because just the ideas that they have, the way that they do those ideas is, I just think creatively, it's what we can all learn from in, in, in podcasting because they're fantastic at having ideas that kind of take 
nine months to do and they're really good at eking that out and playing with it very brilliantly and the dedication and the work they put in is something we can all aspire to so i'll say yeah that will that makes me uh, sit down stand up and listen to take a break is the hamish and andy podcast yeah you can try and mix this this podcast with the cleaning thing and <laughs> then you, your house might be the, the the cleanest in in all of in all of the uk I don't know if there are enough podcasts in the world that I can listen to that will give me the time to make this the cleanest flat in the in the UK. But I'm always there to try, Javi. <laughs> Dan Simpson, host of the podcast, Fan Kids Science Weekly. Thanks a lot for being here on this episode of Sounds Like Europe. Oh, it's been a treat to chat to you, Javi. Thank you for having me on. And to everyone on the other side, I've been your host, Javi Caminero. Thank you for listening. And I hope you'll do it again in two weeks. Bye-bye. Sounds Like Europe, cross-border podcasting, is a WePod podcast funded by the Creative Europe programme. Hosted and written by Javi Caminero, sound design by Manu Tomio, coordinator Alexander Damiano Ricci, executive producer Anna Ribera.